0: Welcome to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast with Alex McGrobs, international yoga teacher and sober coach. I broke up with Booze for Good in 2019, and now I'm here to help others do the same. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl. I am super excited because today I have one of the Mindful Life practice yoga teachers with me, Raquel Navarro, who's all the way in Costa Rica. And um, I felt like we needed to have some episodes where we get to know some of the MLPC teachers and learn more about them and what their passions were and, and what inspired them to get into yoga. And that's why we have Raquel here and Raquel's the first of the teachers. So welcome, Raquel. How are you?
1: Thank you. I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here today.
0: <laughs> so nice to have you. And you are It's 7:40 p.m. in Abu Dhabi. What time is it in Costa Rica? 9:42
1: a.m. Wow.
0: Isn't that so yeah. cool? <laughs> like that we're able to see each other in real time and you're on the other side of the world. Like it's just incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So Raquel is a yoga teacher part-time and she also works in finance. And as I, as we mentioned, she's in Costa Rica. And so I would love, um, just to start us off Raquel, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, like your background, your childhood, where you're from.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I am born and raised in Costa Rica and really, well, I'm married. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, I recently got married last year, right before the pandemic started. Um, I have two dachshunds, which are like these winter dogs, which I adore. They're like my kids. <laughs> and I studied economics when I was in college, um, uh, which is a lot of mathematics and like, uh, research and analyzing. And I think um, sometimes I idolized it before I started working on it. And that's one of the reasons that I really found like I needed something more creative and that's mm-hmm. why I found my passion for yoga. Uh, so now I just super excited with my new journey on this yoga, um, like business, entrepreneur, uh, personal practice. I'm really excited about that. I think I, um, I have been able to explore like a new side of me. That is not like this formal uh business right it's more like um connecting with people more outdoorsy and i i just adore that
0: yeah that's amazing it sounds like it's like a real contrast from your Mm -hmm. work job (laughs) and then your other job
1: Mm -hmm. totally because in finance or at least the, the jobs that I had that it was like, um, for stock and research and financial notes, you really are just with the computer. You don't have like right. any personal relationship, right? You're just working by yourself. So I just love that. For example, in the MLPC, the check-ins, you
0: really have a connection with people, right? Yeah, I, I just really enjoy that. Yeah, that's so true. So tell me about speaking of yoga, like how did you get into yoga? How did you find yoga? What's your story there?
1: Well, it's really like super random because really, because of this, like finance, I adore my my job in finance, but I think I didn't like the full-time finance job. So at some point, like a couple of years ago, I remember I started thinking like, I don't feel like this is me for the rest of my life. I don't want to do like overtime every couple of months when there's earnings reports. And since my husband, uh, he works in a property, he's a professional engineer. He has this like super flexible schedule. I really always like, I just found like, that I needed something like that, like a balance, right? And at that point, I remember like, we started just thinking about some business or something that I could have just to start just moving from my full job to my part time. And that's why we decided to do this like outdoor deck in the property. So I can just run this space for yoga, right? Because I really like it. But I never had at that point, like a full on practice. And when we started doing the retreats on Saturday, that's when I just fell in love with it, I think, um, like I find, found more like a community and I started like, really like questioning myself if that's something that I want to explore, right? But I always felt, and I think that's part of, like, this insecurity, like, um, I'm going to be able to do it. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. so, like, formal. And I was, like, feeling, like, insecure about my friends in, like, finance will think, right? Because it's the whole opposite. Right. Um, but, yeah, my husband was super supportive, and he helped me build it with all of the things from the properties since, since um a pine tree plantation we use like the pine trees from the property so it was really special because we really did it ourselves um like everything there is handmade by us (laughs) so it's it's really like a a project with a lot of love yeah
0: (laughs) wow and when did you
1: start that i started that in 2020 in january 2020 like the first event but we built it like six months ahead of that yeah
0: okay Wow. And tell me about, I'm so curious about it. What types of events do you do?
1: Okay, so at the beginning, I um, just online, I, I just look for like on Instagram and stuff like that. I look for teachers that I really found like I liked the vibes of the um, channel. And I remember one of the first one was this um, Argentine girl that is called Johnny. And I think it was like the universe helping me with this because she really is until today, like a really good friend. Um, wow. and I really, I don't know, like every single time that I found someone it's really nice because I feel like it um, confirms that I'm on the right path. Like I'm really yeah. happy every time we do it, but yeah, like basically the events are like, um, people get like at 9am. Um, we do a hike, like a one hour hike, we do a meditation on the top of the, um, Hiking trail, and then we come back to the deck. We do the class, and then we do like a very small like um, snack. Like I do like a banana bread or like um, vegan cheesecake or something, and with coffee, and that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And so the yeah. people that join are they um, local people? Is it tourists? I guess. I guess with COVID, there hasn't been tourism much, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like tourists has been through Airbnb. Um, but yeah, like Airbnb gets a bunch of the percentage of, so, uh, most of the people are from Costa Rica and most of them, they go like, um, one time, like they're not like full on customers. Like they come back and come back. It's more like, um, they join for the retreat. If that like catches the in right intention or something like that. So they go, uh, I have a couple that they usually come back, but yeah, it's always like, um, like a student from the teachers that go or like if they like the idea of the retreat they they visit
0: yeah oh that's amazing that's so incredible (laughs) and what is your vision for your retreats in the future
1: well part of my decision to move part-time is because i always thought that when i had kids i wanted to stop working um and finance uh so I was thinking maybe, like, be more on the property and offer more classes in the week. That currently, I don't do that because I have to work in the city. Um, so that's an idea that I want to explore, like, um, see how it feels. Because obviously, I, I don't know. I haven't been pregnant. If I want to, like, still work in the in finance, like, or just move out, to, out of the city. Uh, but yeah, like, in August, I'm going to start, like, one, like, monthly class with amazing. a married couple yeah so maybe do like a small group like in weekdays that's something that I would like to do
0: yeah oh that sounds amazing I would love to come as you're talking about it I'm just like <laughs> we need to do an MLPC retreat in Costa Rica like it would just be incredible <laughs>
1: yeah. that'll be so cool I think Siobhan was the one that mentioned that <laughs> Like, I was telling her, like, you should do something, and I for sure will go whatever you <laughs> want that.
0: <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what has your yoga practice helped you with? Like, what have you gotten from it?
1: Well, at first, uh, really, I'm, like, a very um, outgoing and very active person. So sometimes, like, I'm very... I don't know, like I get tired. Like, how can I say that in English? Like I burn out myself. Like I Mm -hmm. try to do all of this different stuff. So I think like yoga really like calms me down. It helps me like identify what is my next move, right? And just relieve me of any stress. I'm very like, um, I want to have everything scheduled. I'm very like OCD. So I think that's something that really helps me see that I cannot control stuff. And um, I think yoga is perfect for that because you yeah. cannot not attach to ideals or expectations. Um, you just have to go with it. And even for example, the retreats uh, that we're doing here in Costa Rica, um, at first we didn't have a roof on the deck. It was just an outdoor with the trees even coming from the deck. We didn't cut anything. And I remember when it started raining or something like that, I was so anxious and I, I at that at that time I I noticed that really I had just to let go of everything because even when it rains like everyone was super happy just going with the right like, like the with that kind of stuff and they just enjoy so I think that's part of what I get like just remember that I just have to enjoy the journey and then attach to any expectations and just go with the flow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I just came from my yoga teacher training and we're talking about the Yamas and the Niyamas and the Mm -hmm. philosophy of yoga. And like, that's kind of stuff can really change your life. Hey, like change the way you think, change the way you process things, change the way you relate to the world. Mm It's true. Yeah. So tell me about, um, what would you, I guess, why did you want to be a yoga teacher?
1: Yeah. Well, as I was telling you before, like I, I think like the first year, well, the whole twenty twenty I paid teachers to give the classes. Right. Um obviously I didn't gain much because I was um giving all of the profit basically to pay the, the hour and the other part was going just through maintenance like for the trails and stuff. Um and I remember like I at the beginning i said like i want to do this because every time that i pay like the fee for the teacher i can myself take the retreat like it was gonna be like a two a win-win situation right um but yeah i don't know like um, before we gave the classes i started talking with um the teachers and they i don't know like they always said like a couple of them just said like why don't you do it like why don't you take the the curse and you, you can do it yourself right yeah and I think that opened, like, that window of opportunity. Um, and, yeah, like, on October of last year, um, that's when I just, of, yeah, 2020, that's when I remember that I, I decided that I wanted to do it. Um, I did, did, like, a lot of research because I was not, like, very sure, like, which um, should be the teacher of if I should do it here in Costa Rica or, you know, yeah. the country. And I remember... For me since I work um during the week um I needed to do it like I need to do it online because of my time that I had available um but yeah I really enjoy it and I think it was super challenging (laughs) because it was like seven hours a day because I I get the intense one I could select like I remember I think was three months something like that or doing like in three weeks so I selected the three weeks and I just did my part-time job and then the whole rest of the day I dedicated that to yoga but I think it was really nice because I just proved myself that I had everything that I needed even in that sort of
0: extreme situation (laughs) right that's amazing what was you said what was challenging about it well
1: for me First, learning so much about stuff that I really didn't even understand. Like, for example, I heard like Sanskrit um, before, but really understanding all of the meaning and background. When I started the the teacher training, I think I really didn't know anything about um, the history of yoga. So for me, it was really interesting to learn all of these like philosophy and history that is so cool. And I think it was, like, overwhelming a little bit at the beginning. Um, and, yeah, I remember, like, um, we learned, like, uh, everything in, in Sanskrit, but we understood the meaning behind it. Um, so, yeah, like, that was really cool. And, and then just, like, doing so much hours of yoga every yeah. day, because I remember we had, like, it was, like, for me, the, the 200 was really, like, um, physical. So we had to do like two hours every morning of of yoga and then we have to watch like the anatomical the practice teaching and then I have to record myself because it was online so it took me like four hours a day just physical on yoga so and I remember I had to ask my mom to come to my house because I didn't have anyone who could record (laughs) as a student so my mom helped me on the videos
0: wow (laughs) so yours sounds like it was a lot of was it a lot of on-demand content like it it was
1: we have both like um every single morning we have the recorded classes with which were the two hours classes and we have two people that were given the class like troy and then another girl that i could not remember the name that was like was like his assistant and then every week we had one call live on like Thursdays, I remember. And then on Saturdays, it was like the whole morning. So, yeah, it was like pretty intense for a few
0: weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. It's, yeah. It's so incredible, though. I love this, the way that. The internet and the way the 200-hour trainings are now, like we're allowed to do them on Mm -hmm. Zoom and previously we weren't allowed to. And it just makes yoga so much more accessible to people all over the world, you know, like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it can reach, you know, in our class, you were in the module one. um, Mm -hmm. That's how we know each other, actually. Raquel won the competition for the the first module that I ever did of yoga teacher training. And, you know, we had you in the Cayman Islands. We had Emily in Kuwait. Mm. We had Emma in Abu Dhabi. We had Matt in the UK. We had Lee in the United States. Who am I missing? We, we, um, the girl in Breathe, Alex. Oh, Alexandria in Greece. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we hit like, you know, every single person was in a different country and it was just so amazing that you could fit these classes in with the rest of your life. You know, some people had kids mm-hmm. at home. People were coming home from work. like, And previously, you know, for me, when I did my yoga teacher trainings, I took a full month out of my life and went to stay somewhere to do it, which is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. amazing, but it's really inaccessible for a lot of people. And it's pretty cool mm-hmm. the way Zoom has brought that into our homes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's more cool for me when I think now back on it, I think um, it's more valuable, because you can just Pause and you have the person pull attention on you, right? Like if you're in a in a, in a Zoom class, it's not like in you're in an open space with a bunch of people. It's more like intimate, I think, and you have like a more close um connection with everyone on the ah. um, on the training. So I do think it has a lot of uh, props, like better options than doing on site. And also, like if you have um classes that are recorded, you can pause and you can like uh, copy all of the notes that you want to take as if if we're live you can lose like right you're not gonna say like can you stop just for a minute and repeat everything again yeah (laughs) a bunch of times so that's really nice like i think that's that's cool
0: yeah and i think i have to admit like i do live stuff now um sometimes some live events some live workshops But I find now it's harder for me to get that close connection with people because on Mm -hmm. Zoom, you're exactly right. We see their face. You see their name. You Mm -hmm. see a bit into their life, whereas in real life, it takes a little bit longer now to build that connection. So that's interesting that you've felt the same thing.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think when I took the course, everyone was in the States. There was just like one girl in Spain But yeah, when I took the one with you, I really liked that. Like, I feel like even though we were going through these, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of awkward situation, the COVID. We can just decide to take the time now to, right, like to grow and be better and learn new stuff and really have a connection with amazing people that hopefully after COVID ends, we can travel and visit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I have a question for you. If you had advice for someone who was curious about yoga, interested in starting a yoga journey, what would you recommend to them?
1: Well, I will recommend that um, they don't feel like insecure. I think for myself, Sometimes people think, like, yoga is going to be, like, these overwhelming, super physical practice that you have to be yeah. very flexible, like, almost a gymnast. And I remember, like, I, I felt like if I didn't do the very hard, like, handstands or asanas, and I, uh, I wouldn't be good, right? Or I couldn't teach or, I don't know, like, I have all of these um, misunderstandings um i think really when you learn about the history and really that the only thing you should compare it to is yourself mm-hmm. and just um understand that sometimes you may want to do like a very physical practice other days you just want to meditate or right it's just like so different and, and everything will be yoga it's valid and yeah i think that that will be <laughs> it just to don't compare with anyone and don't. Um, believe all of these Instagram, um, like, I don't know, like aesthetic, that's not the real (laughs) yoga.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good, I like to say in my classes, like, what we're doing is not competitive, it's collective. And I think sometimes we think that it's, we feel competitive in the yoga class environment. But in reality, we're all here to get better together you know to get better Mm -hmm. mentally to get better physically to get stronger and it's not about the actual poses and I think that took me years even as a yoga teacher to realize you know you see all this stuff on Instagram and you want to be you want to be that way and exactly Mm -hmm. what you said like don't believe the Instagram aesthetic I love that
1: yeah and I think something else is to find a teacher that suits you because for example when I started looking for yoga teacher training um I remember I'm, I'm a very like um I really like like talking with people yeah and I remember the first time that I went to school just to see if I will enroll there it was here in Costa Rica and when I got to the to the studio um like no one was welcome. No one welcomed me at the door. And then I remember um, there was just like one girl sitting alone in the floor, meditating. And I was like, I'm not sure what I should do. Right. And then she, she told me that like, you have to remove your shoes, you sit on the ground and don't talk. And then we sand mantras like for two hours. And then we do like a two hour class. And I really felt like I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Thank God, I gave gave myself the opportunity to try somewhere else
0: yeah and
1: I think really to find a space where you you feel comfortable right um I think for example in the MLPC that's beautiful that you really find that connection um you really know what's happening in other people's lives and you connect and yeah just if you had a bad experience just look somewhere else you're gonna find a community
0: (laughs) yeah it's so true it's so true and I had some pretty Experiences not exactly the same, but similar. I had some experiences mm-hmm. in yoga studios growing up that just were not the right fit for me and and mm-hmm. having the courage to try somewhere new you're exactly right like don't walk away from yoga just because you found one experience that didn't resonate because there's so many styles, there's so many teachers, mm-hmm. so many communities, um, and what might be right for one person is not right for the next, so it's just like finding okay, okay. the perfect fit Mhm. <laughs> All right. Well, Raquel, thank you so much. It was so awesome to actually sit down with you and chat and learn more about you and your journey and, um, and your story.
1: Oh, thank you. And I'm very well,
0: I was going to say I'm sure a lot of our yogis would be really interested to learn more. Um, and you can find Raquel on the Mindful Life Practice. Raquel is teaching mindful let go throughout the rest of the summer. It is on Fridays, I believe, yes, Mm -hmm. because that's my day off. Raquel teaches on my day off. Um, So Mm -hmm. definitely check that class out um, and you'll hear the beautiful sounds from Costa Rica in that class. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, Raquel, have a great day and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Thanks, bye.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Sober Yoga Girl with Alex McRobbs. I am so, so grateful for every one of you. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one and leave a review before you go. See you soon. Bye.